Let us turn to John's Gospel, John chapter 12, and the verses 1 and 2. Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. We want to think about Lazarus tonight. I think Lazarus here is a good type of every Christian, a good type of the believer, especially when the believer comes around the table with the Lord Jesus Christ. As we are doing tonight, we're around the table with the Saviour, and this is reminding us of that privilege. And it, it was a wonderful thing for Lazarus, because you know he was dead and in the grave before this, and now he's sitting at the table. And that's a powerful picture of every Christian. You know, we were all dead and sin. What does it say there about Lazarus? Had been dead. Lazarus, which had been dead. And that's true of every Christian around the table of the Lord. Had been dead. We were born in sin. We were shaping in iniquity. We were dead, spiritually speaking. You have he quickened, Paul says, to the Christian church at Ephesus, who were dead. You had been dead. And when you were dead, you had no interest in the church. You had no interest in the things of God. You had no interest in the Bible. You had no praise. You had no spirit of prayer. You had no spiritual life about you. You were dead. And Lazarus was in the tomb. He was dead. He wasn't only dead. He was decaying. He had been dead four days. And four days death would have brought on a lot of decay in that hot climate. He was stinking. As his sister said to the Lord Jesus. By this time he stinketh. He was a stinking sinner. Dead. And we were all like that. Every one of us. But something happened. What happened, Lazarus? What does it say there? Had been dead. It was in the past. He's at the table. He's not dead anymore because it says, whom Jesus raised from the dead. And you know the story because it tells us in the previous chapter. The Lord Jesus came to the tomb. The Lord Jesus was angry with death. The Lord Jesus rebuked death. The Lord Jesus felt for the poor man who had been gripped by death and lay under the power of death. He was grieved in his spirit. In fact, the Bible says he wept. Those tears are deep, and there's much behind those tears. They're not fickle. They're not just a wee, you know, sprinkle, but there's, they come out of a great ocean of emotion, a great ocean of love, a great ocean of anger against death and sin. A great ocean of sadness for what had befallen his servant. And now Jesus comes to the grave. And he just speaks a word. Lazarus, come forth. And by the word of Christ he was raised. Life came. And that's what happens to sinner. You who were dead in sin have been quickened. How were we quickened? 
The Spirit of God quickened us. But there was the Word. We weren't quickened without the Word. You know this. There was the Gospel Word. The Word came to the Ephesians. He came and preached peace to you, Paul said to the Ephesians. And Christ came to our grave of spiritual death. And he spoke in the Gospel. And there was that call. Lazarus! He knows his sheep by name and he calls them by name. And they follow him. And that's what happened. You were called. Many have been called with the outward call of the gospel. But as you heard the gospel, there was something deep going on. There was, there was a change. There was life being brought to your soul. There was a quickening. There was a disturbance. There was a removal of death. And there was being brought into the newness of life. Whom he raised. And so he was dead. And he's alive now. And that's every Christian. That's you. You're Lazarus tonight. Who were dead. And you were dead longer than four days too. You were dead many, many years. You were dead for many, many decades even perhaps. Before the Lord called you in his grace. But you're alive now. And you have spiritual desires now. And you long for the word of God now. And you're found in his house now. And you come to the table now. And that brings us on to the, the next thing about Lazarus. He had been dead. He was raised from the dead. And now he's one of them that sat at the table. Imagine that. They didn't expect that. Nobody expected Lazarus to be sitting at the table. No one expected Lazarus to be one of them again. The seat was empty. He was gone. He wasn't one of them at all. He was gone. But the Lord had raised him. And he was one of them. And that's you. You weren't one of them. You weren't one of God's people. You weren't one that belonged to the church. You were a stranger to the body. You were a foreigner. You were an outsider. And you didn't feel at home in the church. You weren't one of them. You weren't one of the saints. You weren't one of the people of God. But now Lazarus, the text says, one of them. One of the living. One of them that can come to the table. One of them that have life. One of them that have the desires for the food. For the nourishment. He has a desire for the nourishment. And he has it as one of them. That's a wonderful thing, you know, to be in the family of God. You know, we're all brethren and sisters. Isn't it a wonderful thing to be one of them? You used to be one of them that went to the pub. You used to be one of them that went to the dens of iniquity. You were one of them. You were one of the blasphemers. You were one of the drunkards. You were one of the unclean. You were one of them. But now you're one of them. One of God's people. One in the fellowship. One in the nearness to Jesus. So this is what grace has done to you. And then you'll notice that he was at the table. He sat at the table. He has life now. And life has to be nourished. Just because he had a miracle that raised him from the dead doesn't mean he doesn't have to eat. He has to eat to nourish the life. And the child of God has had a miracle in his life of regeneration. But that doesn't mean he doesn't have to eat. Doesn't mean now he's born again. Now he can just, you know, just do nothing and he'll still maintain the spiritual life and he'll be okay. No, Lazarus knows he has to come to the table. He has to sit at the table to nourish the life. 
And every Christian has to be at the table. The table is a means of grace, you see. It's not just a memorial feast. It is a means of grace. That's how God conveys his grace to us, because it's the grace of the Holy Spirit. And the grace of the Holy Spirit is convened in may, in, in, by means and by ways. The Holy Spirit doesn't just come and zap us with grace. No, he has means of accompanying the, the grace with it. And one of the big means is the word of God. You get preached to, and that's a means of grace. That, that helps you, that purifies you, that sanctifies you. And this table is exactly the same. It's another means. The Spirit of the Lord accompanies it. Not just an empty memorial feast. The Spirit of the Lord is accompanying it and he's conveying to us spiritual nourishment to our, our hearts and souls. One of them that sat at the table for the food, for the continuance of his life. He doesn't want to go back to the grave again. He doesn't want to be dead again. He wants to continue to be quickened. He wants to continue to have the life. And so you're a Christian who was dead who has been raised to spiritual life, you're one of the people of God, and you come to the table because you want that life preserved and to be growing and to be on fire, lively, a lively life, a lively life. And then it says, sat at the table with him, with him. That's the most important part of it all, at all, isn't it? He's with him, with the Savior that raised him from the dead. And whenever you come to the table, you're like Lazarus. You're coming to the table and you're with them. Yeah, you're with your brethren and sisters. You're with your minister and your elders and your deacons and all the rest. And that's a wonderful privilege. And that's not despise the privilege of being able to be a saint amongst the saints. But the most important part and the best part of all is with him. He's here. It's his table. The Lord Jesus Christ is here. And you're with him. And you're meeting with him at his table. Now, what could we say about Lazarus at the table? Just quickly in, in reflecting, this man must have brought praise to a lot of people. He was dead. His sisters thought he was dead and gone. His friends, he was dead and gone. But now he's alive and he's amongst them. And they're filled with thankfulness and praise and gratitude. And you who have loved ones who have been saved know what that's like. Maybe you have a, a youngster who has not been saved. And they maybe grown into adulthood and they got saved. And now you know they're going to the table of the Lord. It's a praise. You're rejoicing. You're glad. She was dead. He was dead. And now he's at the table of the Lord. And it's a cause of praise. And there's a whole lot of you would like to see that for your children. You'd love to see them raised and at the table. And that would fill you with praise. So Lazarus is filling hearts with praise to the Lord Jesus for what he's done. And he was a marvel too, wasn't he? Four days dead. And everybody's looking through the window as he's sitting at the table with the Lord Jesus and all his family and friends around him eating at the table. They're all stirring. They're all gawking as it were. And he's a marvel. And every sinner who's been saved is a marvel. And I'm sure that there have been people saved that you've known in your life. And they've come to the table and, and you're just awestruck. Never thought he'd be saved. Never thought the Lord would raise him from the dead. But there he is. A marvel. So he's a marvel to, to many. And he was a delight to the Lord. 
What a delight it must have been for Jesus. Yes, he'd, he'd wept tears over him. He had a broken heart about the matter. He mourned how he loved him, the people say, when they saw him weeping. But now he's sitting at the table with him, alive and well. And how the Lord Jesus must have been delighted. How he must have been thrilled. And there's joy in heaven when you come to the table. Oh, the Lord's delighted when you come to his table. The Lord's delighted when you sit with his family. And you participate together with the Lord Jesus at his table. It brings great delight to Christ. When you obey him, you know, brethren and sisters. He rejoices over his saints. He joys over them with singing. He's delighted. And that's why there's angels in heaven are delighted. Because they see the Lord delighted. They see the Lord joyous and glad and singing. And they sing with him and rejoice with him too. So he's, he's a delight to all around him. And he's a sermon. He's a sermon to sinners outside. Whenever you were saved, you're a sermon to every sinner. You're a sermon to people in your neighborhood. You don't have to preach to them. You just go out to church, carrying your Bible, week by week. You're just a witness. They just see that you're different. They know that you're sober. You're sound-minded. You have spiritual things. You don't have the things of the world. You're different. And you're a sermon. And Lazarus was a sermon. A sermon to everybody who looked through the window and saw him. A sermon to the power of Jesus. A sermon to what Christ can do in a life. What Christ can do even in a hopeless case. He's a sermon to God's power and to God's grace. So that's every one of us. See, so you see how Lazarus is a picture and type of us all? I trust that we come to the table like Lazarus. You know, Lazarus was a quiet man in Scripture. It's amazing the number of quiet men in Scripture who don't say anything. There's quite a few of them. Joseph was one, the, the, the stepfather of Jesus, the husband of Mary. You know, the only word that we read that he might have said is Jesus. He called him Jesus at the circumcision. It was a man's job to do that. Jesus, he would have said is the name. And that's all we read that he ever said. And Lazarus, we don't read anything that Lazarus said. He's a quiet man. But what a delight and glory to God he brought in his life. May it please the Lord to make your lives and my life like that. So may we come then to this table and be blessed in our souls as we remember the Saviour's death.